Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Endless Thread uses the social news site Reddit and its massive online communities as the source for its stories. This one caught my ears. It's about a Reddit user called Proofrock451, also known as James Irwin, who lives in Iowa and works for an insurance company. He's also a big military history fan, and he became a bit of an online sensation on a discussion thread called Rome Sweet Rome. It was, it was a very normal day. I want to say it was a, was it a Wednesday? Yeah, it was a Wednesday. So, I mean, like, it's already... The most boring of days. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing happens on a Wednesday. And I was eating the most boring lunch imaginable. I was eating a lean pocket, not even a hot pocket, you know, just like a lean pocket, um, which is, you know, it's just like a cardboard with gravy. You know, I was just sitting there browsing Reddit on my lunch hour, and I came across this this prompt. Um, could a battalion of U.S. Marines destroy the entire Roman Empire in the time of Augustus? James starts writing a story in response. It immediately sounds like the kind of Hollywood blockbuster that you might scratch your head at, but also might say, yes, of course this would be made by Hollywood. He says that looking back, a fair amount of his writing actually makes him cringe. It was very much a first draft. But writing it, I knew. I just knew something was going to happen with it. Like, I could actually feel, like, this tingle in the back of my head, and, like, my fingers were a little bit tingling. Like, I know this is going to do something. But, I, you know, I, I put it out there, and I thought, well, that was great. That was really great. That was fun. I'll get 100 upvotes now, and then I'll finish my lean pocket. <laughs> James's lean pocket-fueled stroke of genius starts like this. A Marine infantry battalion, technically up to about 800 soldiers, along with vehicles, some civilian support staff, and a bunch of the usual military equipment, disappears from the face of the planet in modern times and reappears on the west bank of the Tiber River outside of ancient Rome. All of their stuff is there with them, and still works, except for internet or satellite-connected stuff, like GPS. The Marines have no idea where they are. It's chaos. But they start to set up a perimeter and figure things out. And pretty soon, a conflict is brewing. And with James's knowledge about military history, he has the details of how this kind of conflict might play out. He knows, for instance, about pylums. It's, it's a weighted javelin. It's, kind of, it's a spear that you would throw. Ideally, it hits somebody in the face. But if not, it lands on their shield, and then their shield is too heavy for them to lift, and then you get them with the sword. The Romans had all this down to a science. James's knowledge, along with that magic that just happens online sometimes, right post at the right time on Reddit, made his lunch break post turn into something way bigger. He didn't even finish the story, not by a long shot, but it had already caught fire. So I was at work. It was in the middle of the day. I think it was around lunchtime. And I was, at the time, I worked at Legal Aid. And um, I got a text from him saying, hey, I posted this thing, and it's kind of blowing up. Like, oh, that's great, sweetie. <laughs> you know. But momentum only picked up as the day went on. And then by 5, um, I had already been contacted by a couple of really big websites saying, if you finish the story at our site, we'll give you a pretty insane amount of money like book deal money to finish the story. 
by the time I picked him up, we were carpooling at the time. We'd, I would pick him up, and then I think by that point he was getting, you know, the calls or, or emails or, you know, contacts from managers in Hollywood. And, you know, it was just kind of surreal. Like, what? What are you talking about? You know, how is this even possible? I talked to you at lunch, you know. I had gotten offers from a producer in Europe, and I had also been reached out to by some folks at Madhouse Entertainment in Los Angeles. And they said, we think this could be a story. We think this could be big. Uh, you should call us. And I did. And so so that was Wednesday. And then by Friday, I had you know, I'd signed with Madhouse. So they were my manager. Um, and then on Monday, an interview came out in, in Screen Rant saying, this guy has a manager now. And once that happened, I was a real person. And somebody at Warner Brothers called my manager and said, what is this? Is this a movie? And my manager said, yeah, I think it could be something like this. And so the executive from Warner Brothers said, okay, hang on. Called back a half hour later and said, okay, we're going to do it. The fascinating thing about this is that at the time, it felt like nothing like this had ever happened on Reddit or elsewhere. Here's a guy who writes a super unlikely tale about time-traveling Marines preparing to take on the Roman Empire, and he becomes part of his own unlikely tale about a nerd from Des Moines, Iowa, who writes a rant on his lunch break and in a matter of days becomes a Hollywood screenwriter. Not only that, they're asking him onto TV shows to talk about this debate around who would win, the Marine Battalion or the legions of Roman soldiers. I had an interview with the BBC. They put me on and they said, so we're going to have Adrian Goldsworthy on, who is probably one of the foremost Roman historians of our time. And so here I am with a man who has, you know, he's got this, this the plummy, you know, Oxonian action. Well, the Romans, they do this. And of course they'd be ready for that. And, you know, he's, he's absolutely in command of every possible fact about the Roman Empire. And so then they come to me and they say, well, what would the Marines do? Part of the Rome Sweet Rome episode of Endless Thread. And this is another one called Doom Jelly. It's all about the excruciating pain and overpowering feelings of doom and dread you can experience if you get stung by an Irukandji jellyfish. That's a type of box jellyfish that comes from northern Australia. Dr. Teresa Corette is underwater in full diving gear off the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. She's doing difficult research because before she can do her research, she needs to find her research subject. They are so hard to track down. They're an invisible animal in an ocean um, that's not even needle in a haystack. That's, you know, needle in a forest. On today's dive, she thinks she's found the needle in a forest, which is why she's made all of the effort to protect herself from her special research subject, including diving gear, which doesn't leave an inch of skin exposed. But the diving gear still has flaws. We were fully covered with gloves, um, full um, suits, uh, you know, hoods, the whole lot. Um, I had come up from a dive and was getting into the boat. And as I um, put my hands up onto the boat, actually a bit of water washed down in between my glove and my suit. And a crazy sort of freak accident, a piece of tentacle actually washed down the inside of my suit with that water. Right here is where Dr. Corette has a big uh uh-oh moment. 
she realizes something very bad has just happened. So does her research partner, Jamie Seymour. Um, and that's when um, Jamie Cab brought the boat in and said, you know, how are you going? I said, look, I'm, I'm okay. I think I'm doing all right. I don't need to go to hospital. He said, right, well, we're going to hospital now. We have to go now. And the drive is not long, maybe 10 minutes. But by the time we had got to the hospital, I was literally on my hands and knees trying to get myself to a hospital bed. Scene two, the pilot. Thousands of miles away off the Florida Keys, Air Force Colonel Bill Estrite is doing survival training with a group of highly experienced airmen. We got to Fleming Key where the exercise was being held uh, before dawn. We were all wearing our flight suits. We were preparing all of our equipment. Right at dawn, we jumped into the water. It was perfectly calm. There was no wind. There was no clouds. It was a perfect day. And the boat left. So as I was trading water, and there were a couple other guys around me, I felt this sharp pain in my left thigh. It, it literally felt like someone took a hot screwdriver and just drove it right into my thigh. And I let out a groan and said, oh, something just nailed me. Colonel Estrite isn't the kind of guy who bails from a training exercise, even if it's tough stuff. I, well, let me put it into context. I'm six foot two, 225 pounds. I'm in decent shape. I could bench press 315 pounds. I have 374 combat missions. I've been on six deployments. So I've, I've seen and I've experienced, I've endured pain. This, this was terrible. Bill's about 100 yards from shore when this happens, so he starts swimming. When he drags himself onto the beach, he yells for a medic and rips off his flight suit. There's a bright red mark on his thigh. He says it feels like his whole leg is now on fire, but the medic doesn't really know what to do. She pours some fresh water on his leg. I was very much aware that this is bad. This is very, very bad. And within a couple of hours, my throat started to swell shut. My neck started to thicken and swell shut. So the nurse came over and immediately took me to the Key West emergency room. The next 48 hours for Bill will be a fever dream of hospital visits and writhing in his bunk on base. ER doctors get his neck swelling to go down, but his vitals are all over the place. Nobody can figure out what's happening to him. But one thing is clear, he's miserable. I had to actively think about breathing. Like breathe in, breathe out, and trying to stay calm. At some point, another pilot on the base named Ed Tarquinio catches wind of what is happening to Bill. Ed is the original social network. He knows everybody, and Ed said, hey, hey, Bill, I know exactly what's wrong with you. And he said, last month, I just flew the Army Special Forces right here, and I met one of the doctors, and the doctor was talking about this venomous threat this started hammering his guys. So Ed put me in a car and late at night, take me to this Army Special Warfare base hidden away in Key West. It was so surreal going in there because it's a nondescript area. wouldn't even know that it's there. You drive on to this base. I'm curled up in pain in the back of this car with my head against the window. 
just thinking that this this is very bad. I've been in a lot of bad situations. This this could be the end. Back on the coast of Australia, Teresa and her research partner Jamie have reached the hospital. There's actually video of what Teresa is going through. Oh, it comes in waves. Every now and then, I can kind of talk and. They do administer similar amounts of painkillers as you'd give someone who's in a near-fatal car crash. I had about five times the amount of morphine for my body weight. And I remember just getting locked out of my pain-killing machine. The pain's not as bad at the moment. I've got this good little clicker. (laughs) You're allowed to self-administer up to a certain point and then it locks you out because they're not allowed to give you any more. I've actually had my arms. It's killing me, both my arms. These frigging... So I remember just continually pressing this button, hoping that I could have more because I just wasn't helping. And just this feeling of not being able to sit in my own skin, like I just wanted to take my skin off. I just couldn't be in my own skin. Everything just hurt. And my face, I just want to rip all my skin off. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, like your body is, feels like it's betraying you. You know, when am I going to be free of this? And, and am I going to be free of this? You know, it's that, like I said, feeling of... of potential doom, um, which is just very, very scary. This feeling of potential doom, this is weirdly something that is echoed around the planet by people who have been hit by the same animal. Teresa felt it, Bill felt it. And actually the guy who got Teresa to the hospital, Jamie, her research partner, he got hit too. And his feeling of impending doom was so bad, Jamie says he asked for a cure no doctor would administer. And we had a film crew there, so the whole, pretty much the whole 18 or 24 hours is on film. And I don't remember any of it. If someone had given me a gun, I'd have just gone, thank you, I'm off the planet. Jamie Seymour of James Cook University in Australia in an episode called Doom Jelly from Endless Thread, presented by Ben Brock Johnson and Avery Sievertson for WBUR. Thanks for listening to the podcast hour from RNZ. If it's helping you find new stuff to listen to, then please consider giving us a review or a rating on iTunes or the Apple Podcast, Apple Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from to help other people find us too. And if you're writing a review, then do let me know if you think you'd like to hear fewer shows, longer clips, or more interviews with the people making the shows that we feature. And if you can mention the show to a family or friend or subscribe to it at RNZ The Podcast Hour, then I'd be pathetically grateful. Thanks a lot. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.